0: Hello, welcome, you are listening to Dr. Sushma Singh, today we start Unit 18 Tribe and Caste. In the post-independent period, not only does one find greater concern but also more systematical efforts toward distinguishing tribe from caste. And yet till today scholars have not been able to arrive at a systematically worked out criteria. In general, they have tried to distinguish one from the other on the basis of a number of criteria. It has generally been assumed that the two represent two different forms of social organizations. Caste have been treated as one regulated by the heredity division of labor, hierarchy, principle of purity and pollution civic and religious disabilities, etc. Tribes, on the other hand, have been seen as one characterized by the absence of features attributed to the caste. The two types of social organizations are also considered as governed by the different set of principles. It is said that bonds of kinship govern the tribal society. Each individual is hence considered to be equal to others. The lineage and clan tend to be the chief unit of ownership as well as of production and consumption. In contrast, inequality, dependency, and subordination is an integral feature of caste society. It is also said that tribes, do not differentiate as sharply as caste group do. The differences between the utilitarian and non-utilitarian function of the religion. Caste groups tend to maintain different forms, practices, and behavior pattern for each of these two aspects of the religion. Tribes, in contrast, maintain Similar forms, practices, and behavior pattern for both function of the religion. Tribes and caste are also shown to be different in respect of psychological disposition of its members. Tribes are said to take direct, unalloyed satisfaction in pleasures of the senses, whether in food, drink, sex, dance, or song as against this caste people maintain certain ambivalence about such pleasures. Further, in the Jati society, the village is expected to be culturally heterogeneous with each Jati following a unique combination of customary practices. Tribesmen on the other hand expect their society to be Homogeneous, or at least not necessarily heterogeneous. From attempts such as these and some others, certain images and propositions have been developed with respect to the concept of tribe in India. These include such facets as absence of exploiting classes and organized state structures multifunctionality of kinship bonds, all pervasive religion, segmentary character of socio-economic unit, frequent cooperation for common goals, shallow history, distinct taboos, customs and moral codes, youth dormitory, low level of technology, common name, territory, descent, language, culture, etc. Paradoxically, however, these sets of denominators in term of which tribes are differentiated from the non-tribes that is cast are not subscribed by a large number of group identified as tribes in India and even groups that do subscribe these attributes hardly stand in the same or similar relation to each other. In respect of these attributes, at one end there are groups that subscribe to these features in total and the other end are those that hardly show these attributes. The large majority of them, however, stand somewhere in between subscribing to the attributes referred above to a greater or lesser degree assumptions associated with the tribes more often than not have therefore been misleading the fallacious to a considerable extent. Notwithstanding such differences among groups in relation to subscription of such attributes, they have, however, all been identified as tribes. The only thing they, however, seem to share in common is as badly puts it, that they all stand more or less outside of Hindu civilization. And since the identification of tribes is also linked with the administration of political and administrative considerations, little efforts have been made to critically examine it. Rather, they have been uncritically accepted among the social scientists. Now, let us move to the next point transformation to caste. In the colonial ethnography, the concern shown by the British administrator scholars to mark of tribe from caste also gave rise to a particular conception of a tribe. That is tribes were those entities who lived in isolation from the rest of the population. And therefore, without any interaction or interconnection with them. In contrast, the main concern in the post-colonial ethnography has been to show close interaction of the tribes with the larger society or the civilization. The relation has, of course, been differently conceptualized. Sina views tribes as a dimension of little tradition that cannot be adequately understood unless it is seen in relation to the greater tradition. In contrast, Batley sees tribe more as a matter of remaining outside of the state and civilization in context where tribe and civilization coexist as in India and the Islamic world. Though the distinction is maintained, the two are treated not as isolated but in interaction with each other. Even when tribes have been conceived as remaining outside the state, which has been most often the case, they have not been treated as failing outside the civilization influence. Hence, tribes have been viewed as being in constant interaction with the civilization. Consequently, the tribal society has not been seen as static but in a process of change. One of the dominant modes in which the transformation of the tribal society has been conceived is in terms of the tribe moving in the direction of becoming a part of civilization by getting absorbed into the society that represents civilization. Both historians and anthropologists have made such observation in the context of the past. Kosambi has referred to tribal elements being fused into the general society. Similarly, NK makes reference of tribes being absorbed into the Hindu society. Such a claim has not gone unnoticed and has been contested by others. A large number of anthropological works of the post-independence era still point to phenomena such as tribes being absorbed or assimilated into Hindu society or tribes becoming caste. Tribes are said to have accepted the ethos of the caste structure and got absorbed within it. Hence, they are treated as hardly differentiable from those of neighboring Hindu peasantry. Some of the well-known tribes in this category are said to be Bhils, Bhomis, Mazhi, Khasa, and Rajgur. In fact, much of the social anthropological discourse on tribes has been primarily couched in terms of tribes being transformed to caste. Nowhere is this better reflected than in the classification of tribes provided by the eminent anthropologist. Different scholars have of course made the classification differently but all invariably refers to a stage of incorporation into the Hindu society. Some of the classification in vague are referred below. Roy Berman, in his earlier work classified tribes as those incorporated in the Hindu society, those positively oriented to Hindu society, those negatively oriented and those indifferent to Hindu society. Vidarthi talked of tribes as those living in forest, those in rural areas, semi actuated. Actual, acculturated and assimilated. Alwin categorized a tribe into the four category. These were purest of the pure tribal groups, those in contact with the plains and therefore changing but still retaining the tribe mode of living, those forming the lower rug of the Hindu society, those adopted to full Hindu faith and living in the in a modern style the criteria of classification used by Vidhati suffer from the lack of logical consistency Alvin even went to the extent of writing that the whole aboriginal problem was one of how to enable the tribesmen of the first and the second class to Advance directly into the fourth class without having to suffer the despair and degradation of the third. Dupétu classifies tribes along almost the same line as those of Alvin. These they, there are also many other, including bose, Funk, etc who have not made specific classification but do make mention of tribes occupying either the lower or the higher rug of the getting absorbed into the Hindu society. There are of course scholars who ca- caution us about the such notion of the transformation of the tribes. Roy Berman in his late Writing points out that if the transformation of the tribe into peasant is not to be taken for granted, the transformation of tribe into caste in India, Indian context can also be hardly be taken for granted. This he does by providing a critique of the Bose and Srinivas model. He points to lack of protection from caste for the Hindu Hindus and Shirinivas tribes. The rationale of transformation of tribe into caste in both model and empirically re- reality of the contrast Sanskritik movement against Shirinivas model. Pathi questions the dominant trend of the understanding tribal transformation into caste on account of lack of historical and constructual evidence. Yet he endorses quite approvingly the observation of Kosambi when he says that the entire course of Indian history shows that tribal elements are being fused into general society. The transformation of the tribes into caste is conceived to occur through certain methods that have again been diversely conceptualized. Kosambi considers adoption of technology of Hindu society by the tribes to be the ma- major method of getting integrated into the Hindu society. Both talks of the Hindu method of absorption that takes place under the system of the organization of the production. He says that tribes are drawn into the system because they find protection within the system, the system being non-competitive sanskritization is also seen as a kind of method through which tribes are absorbed into the hindu society the other significant method of of the tribal absorption into the hindu society is what sina calls the state formation he says that the process of cultureization, hinduization and social stratification within the village cannot be properly understood unless the data are examined in the broader context of the formation of the principality. He further writes that the formation of the state provided the decisive socio-political framework for the transformation of the tribal system into the regional caste system. Here we want to close this lecture. Thanks for listening.